It is a time for children this morning. I'd like to invite all the kids to come forward for our time together. Good morning. Good morning. Woo. Here we go. Hey, Bennett. Hi, Wesley. Hi, Bentley. Good morning. Hi, Margaret. Romy. Hi, Casey. Good morning. Welcome. I'm so glad you are here today. Oh, I brought a couple of things with me. Hi, Michael. I brought um, I brought some prayer beads with me. Did y'all get some last week when you were here or maybe a couple of weeks ago in children's time? If you have not gotten one yet, if you don't have any at all, there's um, after church today, there's a basket up here, like by where the ushers are outside the store. And there's a basket out there for big kids, too. But for those of you who have gotten some, have any of you had the chance to give thanks with these this week to use them to pray some? You have? Good. Well, you know what? This week, it's a big week for giving thanks, isn't it? It is. To count our blessings. To tell God thank you for all the wonderful things. You know, I like having these because even when I was a kid and then when I was older and now when I'm here supposed to be all grown up, I'm always still, I think, learning how to pray. And I like this because it helps me have a new way to pray and to focus and to give thanks. But even when we're giving thanks, like at school we listed our blessings and sometimes in Sunday school we're listing the things that that we're thankful for and maybe sometimes we'll name people and maybe sometimes we'll name stuff and different things. But I thought of something else to give thanks for this week and partly I thought of it because of that scripture that we just read. Did you hear it? Were you reading it with us? For his steadfast love endures forever. In the middle there, in between all those, it talks about God's creation. So I brought this with me, but something else made me think of God's creation this week. Do you all ever watch Kid President videos? Have you seen Kid President? Yeah. yeah, you can watch them on YouTube and stuff. Well, he had one this week, Kid President did, where he went outside with the trees and in a field and just looked around and went, look at everything we have to be thankful for, people. Just looked around outside, and that made me think of this too. So some of you may have seen this before. This is one of our godly play stories. It's the one about creation, and it starts off with this that's black because it says in the beginning there was nothing, nothing, maybe a giant smile, but there was nobody there to see it, and then... Out of that nothingness and chaos and darkness, God created. And on the first day, God created light and separated the light from the darkness and said, it is good. Now, when you think about light and dark, can you think of any things to give thanks for? Wesley? Oh, oh, we'll get to that day. We'll get to that day. But absolutely. Uh huh. The sun and the moon. What else, Ryan? Electricity. Yeah, you know what? Margaret and I were watching an old movie yesterday where they had to go around the house and, like, turn off the gas on every light, like, turn it and make the fire go out. I had to explain what that was. I've never lived in a house like that. But yes, I am thankful for light. To be able to see in dark places. Then on the next day, 
God separated the waters above from the waters below. All the water. Not just the water in the water fountain or in your shower or even in all the rivers. All the water that is water God created. Bentley, do you give thanks for water? I give thanks for rainbows. And rainbows. Rainbows that appear in the sky. Aren't they beautiful? They're just so beautiful. Ryan? Mm-hmm. We have clean water to drink, don't we? I'm so thankful for clean water to drink. Yeah. And then God separated the dry land from the water and made dry land and green and growing things. Bentley? You have to have water to live, don't you? We're so thankful we have water to live and green and growing things. Now, I asked the kids at first service, this week on Thanksgiving, are you going to eat any green and growing things? <laughs> are there going to are there going to be green things on your? T- you are. I asked them if they were going to eat green things or just brown. You know, turkey and bread. Yeah, sauerkraut that kind of goes in the brown family. Mhm. Mhm. Anybody going to eat some green beans or some salad or some Brussels sprouts? Ew. <laughs> oh. So many green and gray, and other colors. They're not all just green. Purple, orange, yellow, gold, red. Mm. I am thankful this week particularly for green and growing things and all the other colors. Okay, Wesley, here's the one you were looking for. The fourth day. God gave us a way to count our days. The great light, the sun for the day, and the moon and the stars, the lesser nights, lights for the night. Did anybody see the super moon? Earlier this week? Yeah. It was huge. <clears throat> it just made my whole chest like, oh, wow, that's beautiful and amazing. I'm thankful. And thankful the way to count our days, Cooper? We thought the supermoon was at 6.15 a.m. in the morning, but it was actually at 6.15 p.m. the night before. So you didn't see it exactly at the moment? Yeah, but we saw... Um, Still pretty amazing. That, were, that was yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Ryan? Yeah. That we can count our days. Holidays, birthdays, mm, vacation days, school days. We are thankful we can count our days. And God said it was good. And then God filled the sky and the, and the waters with things that fly and things that swim. What's your favorite thing that flies or swims that you want to give thanks for? What's your favorite? A catfish. Is that because you want to eat it? Yeah. It's delicious. Cooper? Jellyfishes. Ooh, amazing creatures. My favorite thing is flying fish. Flying fish. Yeah, things that fly. Falcon. Mmm, amazing. Isn't it amazing how many different kinds of things there are that swim and that fly? There's so many different kinds. And then on the sixth day, you got one, Bentley? All right. God made creatures with two legs and creatures with four legs. And lots of other legs, too. All the things that creep and crawl in the earth and 
I am particularly thankful for the ones on two legs that are sitting up here with me this morning. I am. I am thankful for you too. Yeah, you know what? And that is a wonderful thing to be able to count on your beads when you're praying. God, thank you for me. Thank you for making me just the way I am. Because you are a blessing and God made you just the way you are. And that is a good gift. Because God looked at all that God had made and said, it is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, spider has eight legs. That's a lot of legs. I wish I could like, kill a spider and eat it. Ooh. You tell me if that happens, okay? My daddy. And then, one more day. Everybody take just a deep breath. God rested. You think you're going to get a little rest this week? Yeah. Maybe a little? Maybe just some space. Maybe just some space that you don't have normally every day and some time to count our blessings, to give thanks for all the good gifts. We're going to give thanks for that this morning, too. Would you hold a hand? Oh, we got a, do we have a hands all there? Yeah, we can have lots. And we'll pray as we say, Dear God, we give you thanks for your creation, for your good gifts, for making us and declaring us good. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. As Pastor Caroline mentioned, um, if you did not get some prayer beads last week, um, we have a basket back in the narthex, and then there's also a basket right outside this door over here. Um, What a wonderful way to count your blessings, a way to practice gratitude. In Sunday school with everyday Christians, we were talking about Practices that can transform us. And this is a small little tool um, to help us develop a practice of gratitude, which I think is maybe increasingly more challenging in our culture. Maybe you agree? Um, But anyway, we have these here for you if you have not um, uh, picked up a set of prayer beads Wouldn't they be wonderful to use around the Thanksgiving table? So today is Commitment Sunday, and we are hearing the last uh, sermon in our stewardship series, and our theme is With a Grateful Heart. And so we're going to hear these few verses in Paul's letter to the Philippians in chapter 4. Three little verses, verses 4 through 7. Listen for the word of God. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. 
Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So in considering what it means to live with a grateful heart, um, There are actually three themes that have been running through um, my head and also in my heart all week, considering what it means to live as a people of gratitude. Um, And I shared with Dina and uh, Caroline um, this morning that I think maybe, perhaps, the Holy Spirit just wants me to put the three out there, and I pray and hope that the Spirit will help me tie these together so that it will make some sense. And those themes are abundance, blessing, and gratitude. And I think that they are all related. Specifically in thinking about the theme of abundance and what scripture teaches us that abundance is, right? And what our culture tells us. That abundance is. Anybody here a fan of British comedies? Yeah. What's your favorite? Just shout it out. Monty Python. What else? Oh, Mr. Bean. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen that one in a long time. That was so funny. Any others? Vicar of Dibley. Oh, okay. yes. Yes, Geraldine Granger. I'm channeling my Geraldine Granger power this morning. Yes. Uh, Any others? Oh. See? You know where I'm going with this, Scott, don't you? Good neighbors. Talking about stuff. Pardon? Oh, Poshnosh. Oh, that one's hilarious, too. Um. So, I mean, I, it's hard for me to pick a favorite, but I think that Good Neighbors is in my top three. Um, classic British comedy from the 1970s. If you go on YouTube and you watch an episode, you'll see the plaid bell-bottom pants and all that really cool stuff. And uh, the premise of the show is this. We have Tom and Barbara Good who live in an affluent London suburb, and their next-door neighbors are Jerry and Margot Ledbetter. And Jerry and Tom work at the same company. The company is JJM. Sounds very ponderous and important. And their business is making the small little plastic toys that go in cereal boxes. And the first episode opens up with Tom celebrating his 40th birthday, and his car is on the fritz, so he has to catch a ride with Jerry to work. Now, this is a dynamic that has happened. Um, Tom is a brilliant draftsman, and he is on the fourth floor where they 
draft the designs for these plastic little things that go into cereal boxes, but Jerry has made it up to the executive floor, right? And so Tom, on his 40th birthday, is aware that something is missing. There's this kind of gnawing within. And so when he gets home from work and Barbara has made a birthday cake in... um, no, actually, he has the birthday cake for breakfast. That's right. Um, but anyway, she's made a birthday dinner, and he's talking about this 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 kind of gnawing that he has at the pit of his being, and um, and he says, "I know. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it." And Barbara says, "Well, let me know if you find it." She goes off to bed, and so what Tom begins to do is draw on his engineering background and he begins solving for X to try to find the answer to it. And the answer that he comes up with is that he and Barbara will go off the grid and be self-sufficient. And they will stay in their house in this affluent suburb of London. So through the course of episodes, they wind up getting a couple of pigs, Pinky and Perky, and they have a goat, Geraldine, and they dig up their front yard, they dig up their backyard, and they plant crops. And all of this is with Margot next door looking over the fence unapprovingly because the values in the neighborhood will go down. Now, when I was in my 20s, I watched this show religiously. It came on at 1030 on Sunday nights. And became aware of my own gnawing of something missing. And I think that a lot of that had to do with switching out at some point in my life. And mind you, I was raised in the church, but that at some point I had exchanged the abundance and blessing that God promises for the empty abundance that our culture promises and which it cannot deliver on. And the message that we get in our culture is that our stuff and acquisition of more stuff is going to somehow fill that void. Think about the messages that we receive thousands of times a day through advertising. You cannot open up an app on a smartphone without a little ad running down the bottom. You can't watch an episode of Good Neighbors on YouTube without watching a 15-second ad first. One of the fastest-growing advertising markets, a target audience, are children ages 3 to 5. And advertising companies are spending millions on ad campaigns targeted to children ages 3 to 5. Because what parent can turn down a child, Mommy, Mommy, can I, can I have that? Right? It's hard to say no, because then the lip begins to quiver and the chin begins to shake. If we don't want our children to feel that, 
But if we buy the XYZ toy for the child ages three to five, what is the likelihood that that particular thing will become the favorite toy? <laughs> right. And they wind up in whatever storage container we can find and then being donated. I talk about this because our culture has slipped into this gap of thinking that abundance is something we can buy. And this is where the idea of blessing comes in, the theme of blessing. Blessing is our identity as children of God. There is no price tag on it. It is who we are. And when Ryan, Ryan, when you said, I give thanks for me, that is the statement of blessing, of remembering who we are. Loved and created and claimed by God. And my friends, the only true response to being blessed is gratitude. Gratitude for who God is, for what God has already done, and that we exist in this abundant kingdom of God that goes beyond stuff. At a church I um, served previously on Wednesday mornings, I would um, go to worship to help lead worship at a nursing home in town. And there was this sweet, sweet, sweet woman um, from the Assembly of God Church in a nearby town who would lead the music. And um, one of our favorite hymns to sing, the group that would gather for worship, it never failed week in, week out, that they would request this hymn, and it's Count Your Blessings. So if you have your prayer beads, you can get them out. Count your blessings, count them one by one. And the people that were gathered there in worship taught me so much about what it means to live rejoicing and with gratitude. Many of them were in wheelchairs. They didn't have stuff. There's not much room for stuff in a nursing home. We had a double, a double amputee who came to worship every week. And after we would sing hymns, then we would enter a time of joys and concerns. And the joys outweighed the concerns by far. A joy that was offered up almost every week was... It is such a joy, and I am so grateful to be gathered here with you today in worship. I am thankful that I woke up this morning and get another day to live. I am thankful to see all of your smiling faces. I am thankful that my daughter or my son is going to be coming to see me later this week. None of it had to do with stuff. 
It's like those gathered there. That ache, that it that Tom was looking for, they had already solved that equation by living into their identity as blessed people of God and giving thanks for that. And it often took place in adversity, dealing with mounting health issues, being in the twilight of life. And it seems to me that this letter, these words that Paul has written to this little church in Philippi is an example of that. This little church in Philippi was struggling with pressures from outside and they were also dealing with conflict within. There were two church leaders that Paul addresses who were dealing with a conflict within the church and yet Paul asked them to rejoice, be thankful. And he wrote these words from prison. He was in chains. And yet, he wrote these words encouraging them to remember who they were as blessed children of God. Call them to rejoice and to give thanks. And my friends, we can join with the church at Philippi and know that nothing can take that from us. Being blessed, living in God's abundant kingdom even now, and giving thanks for what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do. Amen.